You know what we need? We need a radio show on the air, like maybe on Saturday nights, that talks about this kind of thing. Hi, Dr. Hoffman here. I want to let my listeners know about a brilliant Renaissance man named Dr. Arthur Perry. You want to talk to Arthur Perry? The best in plastic surgery. He's a distinguished, award-winning cosmetic surgeon trained at Harvard and Cornell with a practice in New York City on Fifth Avenue. Dr. Oz, are you there? I'm here, Arthur, and I want to get applaud you, having worked with you on a book and numerous other activities. He's written numerous medical journal articles, and he's contributed to textbooks on plastic surgery. Your remarkable knowledge, but also your grace at delivering content, which is why it's been a blessing to have you on my show so many times. It's clear that when it comes to skin and aging, this doctor knows what he's talking about. John, the public wants to know. The public doesn't give a damn. <laughs> As a really, really gifted physician, uh, I want to pay you the, the highest tribute I can give to a surgeon, which is when people come to you, they don't come for an operation, they come for an opinion. And that's why I trust you with my uh, friends and relatives. When I was a resident at the University of Chicago, we had a... That means you're smart. I didn't realize we were going to get the Michael Jordan of plastic surgeon. 90210 bows to this guy. And welcome. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. Well, it's still winter, even though it's almost spring, and uh, I'm kind of tired of it. I'm sure you are also. I'm sure your hands are tired of it. So it's time for that soft time, soft time moisturizer. Put it on your hands, particularly at night before you go to sleep. And if you really, really have weather-beaten hands, go ahead and put some on and then wear one of those gloves, like a surgical glove or a latex or vinyl glove overnight, and it'll hydrate your hands. And by morning, all those little cuts, I can't promise all of them, but they will feel so much better and your hands will be on their way to recovery. We won't have to worry about this after about another week or so because it's spring and uh, and <laughs> higher temperatures, higher humidity, your skin will appreciate that. All right, so this is the show about you, the show about what you look like, about your wrinkles, about your fat, about your large nose, your small breasts. This is the show about plastic surgery and skin care and some dermatology and related fields. This is a show that you can give me a call if you've got the questions that have been keeping you up at night. You're, you're sitting there at 2 in the morning, lying there at 2 in the morning, and wondering, should I be having a facelift or will liposuction be good enough for me? Or, or maybe I should have a non-invasive procedure. Maybe that's the thing I should be doing. This is the time to give me a call, 800-848-9222, 800-848-WABC. And I'm here, here to answer your calls. And, and as you know, I can't give you specific medical advice. No one on the radio can. I'm going to be speaking in generalities. I'm going to try and uh, educate you, maybe a little bit of entertainment. Uh, but if you've got a real medical issue, you've got to speak to your own doctor about that. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon. been doing this on the radio for closing in on 12 years of fun on Saturday evenings, and I'm here for you, 800-848-9222. Tonight we're going to be giving away bars of Clean Time Soap. If you have not used my Clean Time Soap yet, you know, you probably wonder, you know, what's so special about a bar of soap, and why does it cost so much? And I can answer both of those. In fact, soap is one of the more toxic things you can put on your body, and we do it every day. Most people wash themselves at least a couple times a day, and they wash their hands more than that, and they expose themselves to a whole bunch of chemicals. One of those is called a sulfate. Sulfates are irritating chemicals. And they predictably cause a little bit of swelling and a little bit of redness. Your body responds 
uh, by the inflammatory response, and it makes a little bit of oil and thickens the skin. And so many of you look in the mirror right now, not if you're driving. You've got visible pores. You've got just a little bit of swelling in your cheeks and your forehead, and you have maybe a little bit of redness. And I have had women come into my office for decades now telling me that, well, this is this is just the way their skin is. It's been that way since they were little kids. Well, guess what? That's not necessarily the way your skin is. That's the way you're treating your skin with toxins. You know, God did not intend us to put all this stuff on our face, these cosmetics and the exposure to chemicals that we uh, see all day long, and uh, in particular around the streets of Manhattan. Uh, God also did not intend us to put makeup on uh, or use soap or anything like that. So when we do all these artificial things to our skin, our skin responds by defending itself, and it only has a couple defenses, and one of those is to make oil so your pores appear larger, and another one is to kind of defend itself with inflammation, and that's why you see a little bit of swelling and a little bit of redness, and then it thickens the skin also. And those of you who do manual labor, you know about that with your hands. You get calluses on your hands. Same thing happens to your face, but hopefully not as thick, but certainly rough skin occurs with uh, exposure to toxins or repeated rubbing of your face. So clean time soap is the right pH. That means it's the pH of your skin. Your skin should be acidic, more like a lemon, less like baking soda, which is alkaline. And uh, your skin, uh, you know, it, it has a, a, an acidic pH. And, and the reason for that is because at an acidic pH, it kills bacteria and kills fungus. When you wash your face with almost every soap, almost every soap, like 95, 97% of soaps out there, then you're going to alkalinize your skin. And we can argue this forever, but your skin just needs to be acidic when you convert to an alkaline environment, more like baking soda, less like lemon, bacteria and fungus grow and they irritate your skin. So give my clean time a try because clean time has uh, has the right pH. It has no sulfates, no preservatives, no dyes, no artificial fragrances, no phthalates. Those are pretty bad actors. Uh, phthalates are endocrine disruptors, and a lot of soaps have those in them. Uh, I've tried to choose the safest of all ingredients for my soap. And believe it or not, the most toxic thing in my soap is the lemon oil, which isn't toxic at all. Uh, and that's my point. So, uh, Give it a try, and we're going to be giving away bars of clean time uh, tonight on the show to callers. And also, there's a special tonight on the website, drperrys.com. You can get nine bars of clean time, nine bars for $90, $10 a bar. And you say, well, I buy, I buy soap for 50 cents a bar. Why should I possibly do that? Because you're irritating yourself, and you'll find, and a lot of my patients have found, that just by changing the soap, they don't need all these other things that they've been putting on their face, like moisturizers and toners and things like that. So uh, so give it a try, clean time. So we've got a big show planned for you tonight. I sound like Ed Sullivan. We're going to be talking about uh, the procedures that are so common and not so common in cosmetic surgery. We've been kind of talking about this for a few weeks. Uh, and we've got so many other things, but the board's already filling up. So let's go right ahead to Arlene. Arlene, what can I do for you? What is your wrinkle? Yes. Hi, doctor. Nice to speak to you. Um, I'd like, what is your opinion of having a facelift procedure 
done by a resident fellow at a, a teaching hospital, a, pro, a prominent teaching hospital in New York. And, and, and I hope that prominent teaching hospital is uh, New York Presbyterian, which I'm affiliated with, but that's oh, okay. okay. You don't have to tell me where. Uh, that's all right. So, so let's talk about this. It's a, it's a really good question. Uh, you know, how do plastic surgeons learn their, uh, their procedures? You know, it's a, kind of an apprenticeship. First, we go to medical school, and we learn the basics of uh, science and clinical medicine. And then we do our residencies, and in plastic surgery, it's a six-year minimum residency with a graded responsibility through the residency. That means during the internship year, which is the very first year after medical school, uh, well, attendings such as myself, who have been out for a long time, teach the interns how to do certain technical skills. So the first year, it's technical skills, tying knots, sewing, uh, doing uh, doing certain things inside the belly because we all uh, train in general surgery. So we learn the surgical techniques that are necessary for the rest of our career. And then the uh, the next few years, we have graduated responsibility in, in performing more and more and a higher percentage of the surgical procedure, always with the attending. That's the, the old guy. That's the professor. Uh, that's like me in the operating room with the uh, the learning doctor. Now, as a plastic surgery resident, when you get up into the higher years, like the fourth, fifth, and sixth years of residency, so these are doctors for a long time, uh, they need to have their own patients. It's not enough to just assist the attending physician and watch and maybe sew up a facelift. Of course, the doctor, in order to become proficient, needs to have his, his or her own patients, and that's where the residents' uh, cosmetic surgery clinics come in. And that's what you're talking about. This is a clinic uh, that most medical schools that have residencies in plastic surgery have. And uh, what you're going to get is a markedly discounted surgical procedure. That means it's going to be a fraction of of what it would be by me. Uh, you might get a facelift for under $1,000, maybe even $500, depending on the institution, uh, as opposed to many thousands of dollars by an attending physician. So what's the trade-off? Well, you're getting a person who is new in his career. It's going to take longer to have the procedure, but that's, you know, that's usually okay. Um, and, you know, you're part of the doctor's learning curve. Now, um, you know, that's how I learned. I did many facelifts and other procedures on patients who knew. I mean, of course, you need to know, and, and there's full disclosure that the doctor is in training. There's always a supervising attending physician, possibly not in the operating room 100% of the time, but there for most of the procedure. And, uh, and, and remember, these are not students. These are trainees, uh, but they're licensed physicians uh, that are well along the way of their surgical training. So that's, that's to educate the public about what we're talking about and how I feel about it. I think it's perfectly fine if, uh, if, uh, if you choose a good institution uh, like a Columbia or Cornell, of which I'm uh, affiliated with. My faculty rank is at Columbia. Uh, the residents are, are just the cream of the crop. They are the best in the country, really around the world. Uh, they really want to be at New York Presbyterian Hospital. So, so it's okay, Arlene. That music says I've got to go. I'll be back in a couple seconds. 800-848-9222. Are you tired of wasting money on skincare that does not work? I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created a product called Nighttime that really does reduce the appearance of wrinkles, and it evens out skin tones and smooths rough skin. 
and I've proven it in an independent study. My nighttime contains vitamins A and C, fruit acids, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. Use nighttime before you go to sleep and then start the day with my invigorating clean time soap. And under makeup, use my daytime SPF 20 skin protector. And to make it simple, I put all three products together in a basic skincare kit that's yours for $75 this month only. Use the WABC code at drperrys.com and order the basic kit. That's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com or call 844-DR-PERRY. That's 844-DR-PERRY and get ready for beautiful skin. An engineer, Level 1 Supply Chain, is wanted by Leviton Manufacturing Company, Incorporated in Melville, New York, to conduct quantitative analysis to optimize inventory utilization, design, develop, and use mathematical decision support models of supply chain processes using integrated business systems requirements. Include a master's degree in process engineering, business, supply chain management, and finance, industrial engineering, or a closely related field, and one year of experience in the job offered. Send resume to HR Department, job code 2282-201 North Service Road, Melville, New York. 11747. Ladies, is time taking a toll on your appearance? I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've spent three decades perfecting techniques to help you look younger. If you have sagging eyelids, wrinkles, jowls, bands in the neck, or splotchy skin, I can help. Some people just need a change in their skincare, but others want procedures like Botox, wrinkle fillers, or Ulthera, and still others are ready for a facelift. How do you know which is right for you? Well, let's spend an hour together in my 57th Street or New Jersey offices. I'll examine you and we'll use my new 3D computer system to come up with a plan to help you start turning back the clock. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. On the web, it's periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 6 p.m., right here on WABC. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's Your Wrinkle? We're back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. And I don't want to slight the other teaching programs in the city. You know, we're blessed with some really, really great plastic surgery programs in New York City. So, uh, yes, I'm affiliated with the Columbia program, but NYU is spectacular. And uh, and of course Mount Sinai, and we've got some very strange, uh, very strange sounds coming from the uh, the computer there. But that, I've just silenced it. So we've got Mount Sinai, we've got Einstein, NYU, and of course Columbia, and all of these are terrific plastic surgery programs. Uh, so you you know if you affiliate with one of those, if you have your surgery by a resident in one of those. Uh, uh, medical schools, uh, you'll do very well. All right, so I did want to make a little bit of an announcement today. You know, I've had my office on uh, 57th Street for the last, uh, how many years now? Six years, something like that. And uh, six-something years, and uh, a nice office. I've enjoyed it there, but uh, they're taking my building down. They, uh, you know, it's going to be one of those giant, giant, I don't know how many, 60, 70, 80-story, 100-story building on 57th Street, like all the rest of Manhattan, so uh, so I am moving down the block. I'll be going to Fifth Avenue and Forty Seventh Street. So so uh, in just a couple weeks, so we'll be making a switch. So to my patients who are listening, don't worry. I am still in Manhattan. I wish I could stay on Fifty Seventh because I've really developed a uh, a great 
uh, affinity to the restaurants in that area. You know, we've <laughs> really some really very, very good restaurants up there, and I'll find the ones on 47th Street also. All right, so 800-848-9222. Uh, many of you saw in the newspaper on TV this week another tragedy in Florida, in uh, near near Miami, there's an awful lot of uh, stuff happening. I would say in plastic surgery, there are a lot of deaths. There are a lot of uh, clinics down there that perform uh, plastic surgery, and and there was a, another death this week in uh, uh, I guess in Hialeah, Florida. That's right near uh, Miami, I believe. And and the woman had a Brazilian butt lift. That's what it's called, a buttocks lift. Um, although that's what the newspaper said. Reading the uh, police report, it sounded more like uh, she had injection of fat into her uh, buttocks, this particular woman. She was only uh, 25 years old, and it was the second death in this facility in the last year or so, which is really, really alarming. You know, the last death in this facility, they changed their name. That's what happens. You know, the facility changes their name. Uh, and... Uh, you know, I, I look into these things, and, and this particular one, the plastic surgeon was well-trained. He was board-certified. you got to wonder, you know, what, what's going on? I mean, these are facilities. This particular facility was not owned by the plastic surgeon. It was owned by an internal medicine doctor. Um, and, uh, you know, it happened intraoperatively. And I've said for a long time now that I do not think that injection of fat is safe in the buttocks. Uh, many of you are having the procedure, not as many as you might think, but there are several uh, thousand a year of these buttock augmentations, and I just don't think it's a safe procedure, and the reason is uh, the blood vessels in the buttocks are huge. When, uh, when I operate on the buttock, which is something I do do, uh, I see these large blood vessels, veins and arteries, and, and they're almost the size of a drinking straw. An awful lot of blood flows through the buttocks, and you say, well, why would that be? The reason, there's always a reason, a teleologic reason for things, and the reason is a lot of us sit on our buttocks all day long or for hours on end, and you don't get a pressure sore. You don't get a pressure sore because yeah, you shift your position every uh, 10 or 20 minutes, yes, but also... There's so much blood flowing through the buttocks that it pr protects our buttocks. The more blood supply, the less likely, likely you are to get a sore from uh, sitting in a particular position for a, uh, an extended period of time. So uh, that's why the blood vessels are large. And so when, when we as surgeons or some non-surgeons take... Uh, uh, syringes of fat from one part of the body, like the thighs or the belly, and inject it into the buttocks, there's a chance, and uh, it's a real chance, of injecting into a blood vessel. The fat gets in the blood vessels and travels to uh, different organs, usually the lungs, and uh, that can have catastrophic consequences, and that's probably what happened in this particular case. So just a, a warning, um, I'm not a big fan of butt injections, buttock injections. Uh, I won't do them. If you come to me, I won't do it. And this is the reason. And if you really start looking and uh, do a Google search on these things, there are dozens and dozens, uh, if not over 100 deaths in the United States and many more in South America from this exact procedure. So be careful. Do your homework for the uh, facility. Do your homework with the plastic surgeon. Make sure they're board certified. Make sure the facility is accredited. And think twice about these buttock procedures that, uh, you know, I mentioned uh, the statistics are that there are a lot more 
articles being written about buttock augmentations and actual procedures being done in the United States, a lot more, something like a couple hundred thousand a uh, couple hundred thousand articles on the internet. If you do a, a search, you'll find a lot of uh, people writing about these things, but only a few thousand a year in the United States. Kind of interesting. And when you hear stories like this poor woman in uh, Hialeah, uh, you know, that uh, really drills home uh, why I don't do this procedure. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. I'm a board-certified plastic surgeon with the radio show, and we're here on WABC giving away Bars of Clean Time Soap. Three patents on Clean Time. How do you get three patents on a soap? Yeah, it's, it's so unique that the United States Patent Office gave me three different patents for different aspects of what this uh, product does, not just what it's made of, but what it actually does. Uh, how did I make it so sudsy? You know, you all want that zen moment in the shower, don't you? Uh, like, remember Christy Brinkley doing that uh, that advertisement, the commercial for Prell, and she was in the shower. She reenacted that with her daughter 20-something years later, very interesting, 30 years later. Uh, but it's sodium lauryl sulfate that causes all that sudsing, all that lather, and that is the irritant in 100% of people. Sodium lauryl sulfate is something that really is not good for your skin. When you come out of the shower, if your skin feels tight, like so many of you tell me, that's because of the sodium lauryl sulfate. So what do you do? You reach uh, into the medicine chest and pull out some moisturizer, and that is the antidote. Well, you know what? Get rid of the sodium sodium lauryl sulfate. It's a tongue twister. And uh, you won't need the moisturizer. I'm not a big fan of moisturizer. And take that from a guy who actually makes it and markets a moisturizer. I don't think most of you need it. That's really bad marketing, isn't it? I guess I should go back to business school. I'm a doctor. Uh, all right. 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. So we talked last week about the more common procedures in cosmetic surgery. We all know that Botox or uh, Xeomin is the other uh, product, or there's even a third one called Dysport. Those are, that's the most common procedure in the United States. And there's something like 7 million people that had Botox. And I say that as a generic. You know, when we talk about Botox, it's sort of like Kleenex. Kleenex is a brand name, but it's for, uh, you know, these tissues that you know. Uh, but it's become so overused that... Uh, that's the name people say, hand me a Kleenex, even if it's not that. And we say the same thing about Botox now. Uh, we'd like an in- a Botox injection, but we might not be using that exact product. They're very synonymous, and they're very popular, all of these. So, so Botox, very, very popular. But let's talk. I started this teaser topic uh, last week. Let's talk about the ones, the procedures that are declining in popularity. I always think that's uh, kind of interesting because... You know, we talk about these things today, and then what happens five years or ten years down the line? Are we still going to be talking about these procedures? So, so let's let's think about this sclerotherapy. How many of you have these little spider veins on your legs? Many of you, particularly women after pregnancy, it's one of those things that you uh, commonly get during pregnancy. And before we even get to the the treatment of it, I'm going to tell you women who are about to be pregnant or maybe pregnant, the way you can decrease getting those spider veins is simply to wear compression stockings. Uh, you can buy them without a prescription now in the pharmacy. The better ones require a subscription, uh, prescription, uh, but the thigh-high compression stockings, about 20 to 30 millimeters of mercury, that's the number you want to look for. 
those will decrease the chance of your developing these spider veins because the spider veins are a pressure phenomenon. You have the the baby, the developing fetus, sitting in your abdomen, leaning on the big vein, which is called the vena cava, and you get kind of a backflow. A lot of women get some uh, swelling in their legs because of this during pregnancy, and almost everybody except maybe Jane Fonda gets, uh, I don't know about Jane. I haven't looked at her legs, but but. Almost everybody gets these spider veins, and some people get varicose veins. Those are the bigger veins. But the spider veins are strictly cosmetic, uh, contrary to what you might think they do not hurt, uh, but they're cosmetically not a nice thing. So the way I treat these is with something called sclerotherapy, and that's where I inject a very strong saltwater solution, uh, it's like 23.4% saline, as opposed to your body has just slightly less than 1% saline. So when we inject this really strong saltwater solution, it kind of burns the inside of the blood vessel just a little bit. That's part one. And the second part is we use those compression stockings that I just told you about to kind of flatten it. Think of a garden hose that you inject a little bit of glue into uh, well, just injecting the glue is not enough to uh, to block it, but if you inject the glue and then step on it and squish it, then you're going to block off. Is that a good analogy? I don't know, but uh, but anyway, you're going to you're going to stop the flow of water through the garden hose. You're going to stop the flow of blood through those little spider veins. So sclerotherapy does that. And when I treat you, the way I do it as a plastic surgeon, different from some doctors, some dermatologists will do a small section, you know, a few little spider veins here and there. But I spend a whole hour, and uh, we do a, a real session, and I try and get the most visible ones first, and I inject these. It's a really tiny needle. It's about the size of an electrolysis needle or an acupuncture needle. And yeah, it stings a little bit, but we inject that saline, and then after the procedure, we go ahead and put the compression stockings on. It's uh, got about a two-thirds success rate, and that means that if we do 100 veins, 100 spider veins, we will successfully treat about 65 or something like that of those. And while I want them all to go away, uh, your body just thinks they've been injured, and it will uh, try and channel through again, so uh, you'll get them back. So usually we do more than one treatment, and we uh, we do two, three, sometimes even more treatments. That's sclerotherapy. Why it is down, why it's down 63% in the last 16 years, I don't know. I guess some people are doing lasers or something. Not as effective, however. So that's one of the curiosities. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. We've got a whole another half hour. Stay tuned. 800-848-9222. We'll be right back. Are you tired of wasting money on skincare that does not work? I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created a product called Nighttime that really does reduce the appearance of wrinkles, and it evens out skin tones and smooths rough skin, and I've proven it in an independent study. My Nighttime contains vitamins A and C, fruit acids, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. Use Nighttime before you go to sleep, and then start the day with my invigorating clean time soap. And under makeup, use my Daytime SPF 20 Skin Protector. And to make it simple, I put all three products together in a basic skincare kit that's yours for $75 this month only. Use the WABC code at drperrys.com and order the basic kit. That's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com or call 844-DR-PERRY. That's 844-DR-PERRY and get ready for beautiful skin. 
A construction superintendent is wanted in Far Rockaway, New York, to plan and coordinate entire scope of construction work from inception through completion, manage construction projects, labor resources, materials, and subcontractors in accordance with construction schedule, cost forecasts, and contract guidelines, manage day-to-day operational aspects of the project, and be responsible for inspecting project sites to monitor progress and ensure compliance with safety standards. Requires four years of experience as a construction superintendent. Full term of experience in construction industry and include managing construction projects, labor resources, materials, and subcontractors, and inspecting project sites. Must be New York City DOB registered construction superintendent and have these certifications. OSHA 30-hour construction, construction site fire safety manager, and 8-hour site safety manager for design professionals and experienced managers. Send resumes to Keltec Construction Incorporated, 1211 Redfern Avenue, Far Rockaway, New York, 11691. Attention, Philip Kelleher. Beginning Friday and throughout the weekend, have oceans of fun at Beneath the Sea. An exposition about ocean adventure, exploration, scuba diving, world travel, and much, much more at the Meadowlands Exposition Center in Secaucus, New Jersey. At Beneath the Sea, visit hundreds of exhibitors and discover everything new under the sea. New products, new styles, and new trends in ocean adventure. At Beneath the Sea, explore ancient shipwrecks, follow sharks into bait balls, select from seven presentations an hour, or shop for a dive adventure at travel resorts, such as the Walindi Resort, Papua New Guinea. Not a diver? Come to Beneath the Sea with towel and bathing suit and try scuba diving with an instructor in their heated pool. You try scuba and they'll give you a free pass to the show. At Beneath the Sea, Sunday is Ocean Pals Day. Bring the children, win prizes. Join the fun. Children under 12 admitted free when accompanied by an adult. Come explore the world beneath the sea this coming weekend at the Meadowlands Exposition Center. For directions, call area code 201-223-1000 or go to beneaththesea.org. Okay, first time you read this commercial, he got one. So I had to get one. And we are both in love with this product. The glass chair mat by Vitrasa. They're unbelievable. You know that junky plastic chair mat under your office chair or at home? Ah, piece of garbage. It's the ugliest thing in your office. Vitraza glass chair mats are beautiful. Durable. Each one will support over a 1,000 pounds, so it'll even hold me. <laughs> They've got a 10-year warranty, and the way you feel rolling over smooth glass instead of cheap, crackly plastic, it's like working in a million-dollar office, and it's your office. And we got to mention this. Shipping is absolutely free. Absolutely. 10-year warranty. Scratch-resistant, stylish, Vitraza glass chair mats. You can't get them at the office superstore. you got to order direct at Vitraza.com. That's V as in Victor, V-I-T-R-A-Z-Z-A, Vitraza.com. Use the discount code CLEAR to save 10% on any in-stock or custom size. Vitraza.com. You're listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? And we're back. This is Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. And uh, I bet you I'm going to make a lot of you happy right now. And the reason I'm going to make you happy is because you're going to have the opportunity to do something incredible. So let me tell you about the Night of Wine and Roses in New Jersey. Now, the American Cancer Society each year sponsors a uh, what they call the Night of Wine and Roses. And this year it's May 5th. So first of all, I want you to write May 5th on your calendar. And then uh, the uh, Night of Wine and Roses is a fundraiser for the American Cancer Society. If you think 
that uh, you're invincible and that you'll never get cancer or one of your relatives will never get cancer. Well, unfortunately, that's just not true. And the American Cancer Society is in the forefront of research. And, and I'll tell you, more important than ever, if you heard the news this morning, they were talking about cutting the budget of uh, the National Institutes of Health, which I think is just absolutely terrible. You can argue forever where money uh, should uh, go to. We don't want to get political on this show, but boy, the last place I'd want to take it, other than defense, is the National Institutes of Health, because uh, the uh, the progress that have, has been made in the last 30, 40 years in medicine has been astounding, and largely because of funding by the National Institutes of Health. But I'll get off my soapbox and back onto the American Cancer Society. Uh, they're going to be picking up a lot of the, uh, the slack if the government drops out of uh, research, so you need to donate to them, and the way you can do it and have a good time is to go to the Night of Wine and Roses, May 5th. It's at the Palace at Somerset Park in New Jersey. It's a great uh, venue. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. I've been going every year for, uh, my goodness, 25 or so years. And uh, once again, my uh, very good friend, Dr. Uh, Michael Nissenblatt, is the oncologist who is uh, the uh, basically in charge of this and, and has spearheaded this and has... Uh, uh, raised millions and millions of dollars for the American Cancer Society. So when I started this, I said, this is how you're going to feel good. There's nothing better than giving to charity. It makes you feel good. You know you're doing something good. So here's what you do. Call 732-951-6360. That's the American Cancer Society's number in central New Jersey. 732-951-6360. And ask Emily. Say you heard about this on WABC. And how can I get tickets? How can I go? And if you can't go that evening, well, just give a donation. That's a good thing. So the Night of Wine and Roses, it's coming up. It's uh, about a month uh, and a month and a half away. So there's plenty of time to get that new dress. So please do this. Do this for yourself. Do this for our society, the American Cancer Society. All right. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry, and this is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. So we talk a lot about cosmetic surgery, and we know that cosmetic surgery makes you look better. But, you know, some of you probably know already, but many of you don't know that it can actually make you feel better also. So there are some procedures, you know, probably the most obvious is a tummy tuck. You know, after pregnancy, your belly gets overstretched. Uh, the muscles kind of go off to the sides. You get poor posture and some back pain. And when we do a tummy tuck, not only do you look better, but you feel better and you stand up straighter. Uh, so that's one of those procedures that is uh, is a really good procedure. It kind of gets two benefits, cosmetic and health-related. And actually, your exercise endurance is much better after a tummy tuck because the muscles of your belly are put on the proper stretch. Well, there was a paper that came out uh, just a couple weeks ago, and they, uh, the paper was on upper eyelid lifts. And we know that when you have the extra skin of your upper eyelids removed, you look better. And that's one of the most common procedures I do. It's called a blepharoplasty. Say that one real fast. Blepharoplasty, because uh, uh, I guess the uh, the Latin word uh, bleph is eyelid. So blepharoplasty, it's uh, one of those plastic surgery words, lifting uh, or reshaping of the upper eyelids. We can also do a blepharoplasty of the lower eyelids. But talking about the upper eyelids, yes, your upper eyelids can uh, have so much extra skin that you might actually have your vision blocked, and some people have had the upper eyelid lift for uh, that. It's kind of like when you have all this extra skin, it's like driving a car with a baseball hat on and going up a hill. 
So you go up uh, that uh, Murray Hill, you know, in Manhattan there, and you're just going up a bit, and you've got the baseball hat on, and uh, you can't quite see in the upper fields. So you remove the hat, of course, but you can't remove that if you've got eyelid skin, but a blepharoplasty can remove the eyelid skin. So, uh, uh, of course, vision might be improved in that situation. But even better, here's a good one. I love these papers because blepharoplasties can actually help headaches. So those of you who get tension headaches, and so many people get tension headaches, uh, if you have an upper blepharoplasty, if, you, if the cause of your headache is because you've got some extra skin and you chronically need to lift your brows to get that skin off of your eyelid so you can see better, uh, well, if you have a blepharoplasty, then your, uh, your headaches actually improved. And, and here was the study. They took 108 patients who had uh, the standard upper eyelid lift, uh, and uh, and they asked, uh, there's this headache-related quality of life survey. And those of you who have chronic headaches, I guess you know because you probably have had to answer all these questions if you've gone to one of these headache clinics. So they took uh, 108 patients. There were about 60-something women and about 40-something men. They averaged around 50 years old, and they had blepharoplasties. And their scores afterwards, their headache scores, improved remarkably. And what does that mean? Their headache scores, when they improve, that means they have less headaches afterwards. So the conclusion of the uh, of the paper was that the operation for eyelid lift and also uh, a ptosis, but that's a whole different thing. So we won't get into ptosis. Those of you who have ptosis know what I'm talking about, P-T-O-S-I-S. That's where the actual position of the eyelid is lowered. When that is fixed also, uh, you get significant relief from tension-type headaches Less headaches, relief, and they're better. Uh, the pain, uh, the discomfort of headaches is alleviated in many people. So, so that's kind of nice. Uh, another great paper. I love these things because it shows us that cosmetic surgery is not just cosmetic. There are many health benefits to having procedures such as the upper eyelid lift. So uh, it joins the uh, tummy tuck as a procedure and a breast reduction, by the way. Uh, those of you who have excessively large breasts, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Upper back pain chronically, rashes around your breasts, and, uh, and bra straps that dig into your shoulders. Very, very common. And so uh, the breast reduction procedure is another one of those where, yes, you'll look better. You've got better exercise endurance, uh, but also we relieve all those medical issues. And by the way, if you're waiting to have a breast reduction, I'm going to give you a few hints what you can do because almost everyone, as we get into the warmer weather, it better get warm. I'm looking at snow outside the window here in the studio. Snow, snow, it's March. All right, I won't, I won't go there. But hopefully in another week or so, we're all going to be sweating and it'll be hot out. And those of you with excessively large breasts will start getting those rashes again. So here's what you do. Right now, don't wait for the rash because then you're behind the eight ball. So what you want to do is every single day put cornstarch around your breasts. And those of you who are waiting for your tummy tucks also and you've got hanging skin, it's where the skin shapes against each uh, it, itself when it rubs and you begin to sweat and then you get a little what's called macerated skin. First you get a little irritation and then you get a yeast rash. That's how it happens. So you can uh, largely prevent that by putting cornstarch on after your shower in the morning. You put it on in the creases underneath your breasts, around your breasts, underneath that fold of skin of your belly, 
And if you do get a rash, you need to call your plastic surgeon, dermatologist, or family doctor and, uh, and ask for a prescription for yeast. The, uh, the most common one is Nystatin, which is one of the very few drugs, one of the very few drugs that has almost no side effects. So you can put it on your skin. I mean, I suppose every now and then there's going to be someone allergic to it, but it's so rare. Uh, if you look at the safety profile for Nystatin, it's enormous. We're talking about Nystatin powder, not the Nystatin that you eat, although that's also safe. And different from those uh, those oral yeast-killing drugs, which are uh, dangerous for your liver, we're just talking about the the Nystatin powder, and that should get rid of those rashes very, very quickly. So that's your uh, prescription. As we get into the warmer uh, months, we want to use storm. Uh, um, <laughs> we want to use cornstarch. Oh, storm starch? No. Cornstarch uh, on the folds, and uh, you can use it also in your groin creases. And if you do get that rash, it's nice statin, very, very good, and that will protect you. But what you need to do is have the procedure, have the breast reduction. Uh, breast reductions are great procedures. Uh, sure, I'm the surgeon, I think so, right? But also, my patients who have had breast reductions, and I know you're listening to the show because so many write into me all the time, uh, they are some of my happiest patients. When you have excessively large breasts, I've removed as much as 10 pounds of breast tissue uh, from women, and what a relief it is to get that weight off of your upper back. Uh, you feel better. People begin to lose weight more rapidly afterwards because you can exercise more. You can wear a jogging bra. You can uh, exercise and feel better about yourself, and your back is better. So breast reduction is one of those great procedures that gives you cosmetic results and medical benefits, as does a tummy tuck, as does an upper blepharoplasty. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. There's more to the show. Stay tuned and give me a call, 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. And by the way, have you checked out my new website, periplasticsurgery.com? That's periplasticsurgery.com. Check it out and give me a call. I'll be right back, 800-848-9222. Ladies, is time taking a toll on your appearance? I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've spent three decades perfecting techniques to help you look younger. If you have sagging eyelids, wrinkles, jowls, bands in the neck, or splotchy skin, I can help. Some people just need a change in their skincare, but others want procedures like Botox, wrinkle fillers, or Ulthera, and still others are ready for a facelift. How do you know which is right for you? Well, let's spend an hour together in my 57th Street or New Jersey offices. I'll examine you and we'll use my new 3D computer system to come up with a plan to help you start turning back the clock. Schedule a consultation by calling 212-753-1820. That's 212-753-1820. On the web, it's periplasticsurgery.com. That's periplasticsurgery.com. And don't forget to listen to me, Dr. Arthur Perry, every Saturday at 6 p.m., right here on WABC. A product designer is wanted in Fresh Meadows, New York to design kitchen bathroom high-end cabinetry using 2020 software, work with metric conversions, coordinate site visits, inspections, ensure compliance with New York City building codes. Requirements include a bachelor's degree or a foreign equivalent in product, industrial, or interior design with one year of experience in the job offered or related to include skills in kitchen bathroom, residential commercial design, 2020 software, material selection, 3D modeling, rendering. Send resumes to M. Gavels, Atlantis Kitchen Limited, 77-08, 164th Street, Fresh Meadows, New York. 
York 11366. Give your neck a break with Van Heusen's revolutionary flex collar shirt. Experience the difference of expandable comfort with the world's first collar that stretches half an inch. Now available in regular and slim fit with all over stretch fabric. The flex collar shirt gives you the freedom to really move. Shop the collection now at Kohl's, JCPenney, and Amazon. Experience the difference of expandable comfort with the world's first collar that stretches half an inch. The flex collar shirt from Van Heusen. You're welcome. Are you tired of wasting money on skincare that does not work? I'm plastic surgeon Dr. Arthur Perry, and I've created a product called Nighttime that really does reduce the appearance of wrinkles, and it evens out skin tones and smooths rough skin. And I've proven it in an independent study. My Nighttime contains vitamins A and C, fruit acids, antioxidants, and skin brighteners. Use Nighttime before you go to sleep, and then start the day with my invigorating clean time soap. And under makeup, use my daytime SPF 20 skin protector. And to make it simple, I put all three products together in a basic skincare kit that's yours for $75 this month only. Use the WABC code at drperrys.com and order the basic kit. That's D-R-P-E-R-R-Y-S.com or call 844-DR-PERRY. That's 844-DR-PERRY and get ready for beautiful skin. Listening to What's Your Wrinkle with Dr. Arthur Perry. What's your wrinkle? This is What's Your Wrinkle. So we're going to do something new. End of show special. End of show special. Uh, I sound like a game show host. The next caller will get a basic kit. You get you get daytime, clean time, and nighttime. So the morning, the evening, it's really all you need for skincare. So go ahead, give me a call, 800-848-9222. You know, I spoke about the toxicity of, of makeup remover last week, and I really got an awful lot of emails from people who were sort of horrified, and, and some that said, oh, come on, how, how bad could it be? So I did a little bit more uh, research. I want to tell you about one of the chemicals in most of your makeup remover uh, this is a real bad one. I mentioned it last week. It's called quaternium, if I'm pronouncing it right. I uh, did take all that organic and, uh, and biochemistry. Quaternium 15. So here's what this stuff does. Okay, you put it on your skin, and it cleans off your makeup, and it's on so many. Look, start reading these labels like I do. I'm a, uh, I'm a label reader. When I go uh, to the stores that probably have my picture in the back of the store, they wonder why this guy is sitting there reading labels for uh, two hours in uh, Sephora and Ulta and those stores. Uh, but regardless, I do that. And if you start reading labels and you say, well, what is this stuff, Quaternium 15, that's in my makeup remover, here's what it does to muscles not your muscles you know the muscles that you eat the mediterranean muscles <laughs> they they test it's hard to test toxicity on humans because you know it really is what are you going to do put this all over your body and see all the uh, terrible things that these things do now it's not easy to do so so we subject animals and hopefully uh, not mammals i don't subject animals to these things cuz i'm an animal lover but the scientists need to do these things to protect you. So so they subjected these muscles, which can't complain too much, to this quaternium 15. And, and here's what happened. Well, first of all, its cells did not do well. They had uh, decreased viability. That means it killed cells. 
Uh, there were changes in its defense system, which means uh, it sees this as a toxin and tries to make more antioxidants to get rid of it. Uh, the cells, the, the red blood cells, I didn't even know muscles had red blood cells, but I guess they do. <laughs> uh, now, remember, these are muscles that you eat that live in the uh, the ocean, the Mediterranean muscle. So their blood cells uh, had uh, a, uh, a decreased viability, which means they killed the red blood cells. So uh, this is a, a pollutant in the water, and that's why these, uh, these uh, scientists studied this particular thing. But we can make certain... You know, not definite um, um, conclusions of what these uh, chemicals do to men, but in this particular study, it was really bad for these muscles. And uh, if it's bad for a muscle, I don't really want it on my skin either. So that's one. It's got an 8, an 8 in a scale of uh, 1 to 10 on a toxicity scale of things we put on our skin. That's pretty bad. So uh, that's why I'm talking about my clean time soap, because uh, after we talked about it on the show last week, I got many people send me emails saying, of course, and my patients also during the week, that was a hot topic of conversation. Uh, my patients uh, said uh, to me that, yes, they remove their makeup, many of them, with just my clean time soap, and they've given up their makeup remover. And and really, there are a lot of toxic things that we put on our skin. There's fingernail polish that has has acetone and other chemicals that get right into our bloodstream almost immediately. Uh, there's things with Vaseline that we put on our lips, and we eat that, and it collects in our lymph nodes and our liver. It's really uh, something when you go through the toxicology of cosmetics and skin care, that's really one of the reasons I started my company. I wanted to use products and ingredients that were safe. And some things I just simply wouldn't make. So I said, you know, I'm not going to make a makeup remover. And then the feedback all started coming in. Dr. Perry, you don't need a makeup remover. You've got Clean Time, clean time Soap, which removes almost all makeup, including eyelid makeup. So uh, really a nice thing to be able to uh, not have preservatives like... Uh, you know, this quaternium 15, that's what it is. It's a preservative, which is an antibacterial uh, substance. They call it a xenobiotic because it kills lots of things, and it turns out it's not so good for you either. All right, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. So uh, we talk about the uh, the most common procedures in cosmetic surgery, and some of you might go to the Internet and say, well, wait a minute, there's two sets of statistics. There's the American Society of Plastic Surgeons statistics, and that's what I've been quoting for the last few weeks. And then there's the American Society for Aesthetic Plastic Surgery. Uh, what is the difference? These are two organizations. I actually belong to both of those. They are organizations of plastic surgeons. There are educational societies, and uh, most plastic surgeons are members of both most, most plastic surgeons are members of both societies. They kind of overlap a bit, but they collect data from their members, uh, and they're a little bit different because uh, not every plastic surgeon is a member of both. So this week, the American Society of Aesthetic Plastic Surgery came out with their statistics, and they're, they're pretty similar to the, uh, the other statistics, uh, although uh, they do say uh, that the... Um, Fat transfer to the breast is one of the more, uh, actually it's the, had the biggest increase in uh, numbers in 2016. Fat transfer to the breast, that's fat grafting to the breast. It's up 41% from the year before. And a lot of you have asked me, do I do that? And I don't. And here's why. I really try and think out these procedures and not everything is going to 
hold up to the test of time. And I worry a lot about putting fat into the breasts. It was very controversial. About 20 years ago, our society said it was malpractice. They actually said it was. And then a few years ago, uh, they came out with a position paper that said, well, it's, uh, it's okay now because the data shows that it's not harmful. Why would it be harmful? Well, let's think about this. If we inject something into the breast that is living tissue, but not all of it lives, what happens is sometimes it calcifies. Uh, that means it gets little flecks of calcium in it. And what else can do that? Cancers can. And when a mammogram is performed on a breast that has had fat injected into it, there is a chance that the fat that calcified will look like a cancer. I'm not saying it causes a cancer, but I'm saying it can be confused for a cancer, which would necessitate then a biopsy. So that's not particularly good, particularly if you have these little flecks all over your breast. That's one thing. But then again, if you talk to the oncologists, most of them don't particularly like the idea of injecting fat into the breast. And the reason for that is in the fat there are stem cells, and there are cells that make all sorts of hormones and things. And that's kind of the last thing you want in your breast. So, you know, I know this is very controversial, and I know that many plastic surgeons have begun to do these procedures. I mean, it's sort of a compelling way to do a breast augmentation, or certainly after a breast uh, reconstruction, if you've got small little uh, asymmetries to be able to inject fat into the breast. I choose not to do it because I really want to see, I'm sorry, I'm conservative here, but I want to see 10-year data, maybe 20-year data, and we don't have that. We've got a couple-year data, but it takes a long time to develop cancers, and I don't want to do anything that could potentially uh, cause a cancer, so I'd rather err on the conservative side and not do fat grafting, and hopefully I'll be around in 10 or 20 years so we can look back at the data and people can prove me wrong and say, here you go, you've got 20-year data and it was perfectly fine, there's no increase, and that's great, and then I'll start doing it. I'll probably be too old to do it at the time. But, uh, you know, we have to be careful, particularly when we're talking about cosmetic surgery. All right, I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This is What's Your Wrinkle right here on WABC. And uh, the phone number, 800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. And uh, a lot of people ask me what procedure I like to do the most. And every plastic surgeon has their their favorite procedure. And I have to say that rhinoplasties are my favorite procedure. Those are nasal reshaping procedures. And, and I've said this on the show, why is it my favorite procedure? It's certainly the most creative procedure in all of cosmetic surgery. And then you say, well, it's just a nose. But every nose is different, and every operation for rhinoplasty is different, every single one. Now, many cosmetic surgical procedures also vary patient to patient, but when we do a breast reduction, they're essentially the same procedures. They're, we do bigger reductions in some people. Some people have a little asymmetry. And so, uh, yes, they're different, but basically it's the same procedure. But when we do a rhinoplasty, a nasal reshaping procedure, they're all different. Every single one is different. If the doctor does them all the same way, then, well, they get what's called a, uh, a signature nose, and you can peg those down the street. You say, oh, that's that particular doctor's uh, uh, rhinoplasty. And I remember when I was a kid, everybody from uh, the five towns in Long Island had the, had the uh, same rhinoplasty. I won't mention the, the doctor's name, but uh, everybody knew 
who did their noses. So we want to do them differently. Every person's an individual, of course, and every operation is uh, is the uh, is a different operation. So we've got. I've talked so much. We've got Lorraine on the line, and Lorraine wins the basic kit. But we've only got one minute for your question, Lorraine. What's your question for me? Are you there, Lorraine? Uh, did we? Lo- there you go, Lorraine. What can I do for you? What's your wrinkle? Uh, the puffiness underneath the eyes. Is there anything that you can do to lessen that besides surgery? Uh, great question, and I've got about 30 seconds to answer a topic that can <laughs> fill a book. Uh, all right, so uh, it's it's pretty much mostly surgery. There are some things that we can do. Ulthera can, uh, might be able to tighten the lower part of the eyelid, not the upper part. And we're talking about the lower eyelids, but the part that is over the bone, we might be able to tighten a little bit. Also, we can inject wrinkle filler like Restylane into the groove underneath that to sort of disguise it. But, Lorraine, the real answer is a lower blepharoplasty. Thanks so much for the call. I wish I had more time. Call me again earlier in the show. I'm Dr. Arthur Perry. This has been the Plastic Surgery Show, the Dermatology, the Skin Care Show on WABC. Check out my website, periplasticsurgery.com. It's a newly redone website. I'm very proud of it, so check it out. And uh, give me a call during the week. Eight, uh, I almost gave you the 800 number. 212-753-1820. Thanks so much. Bye-bye now. This program was sponsored by Dr. Perry's Skin Industries, LLC. The views expressed by the preceding program are those of the sponsor and not necessarily the opinions of 77 WABC or Cumulus.